0: My name is A.B. Ridgway. I'm the host of Financial Advisors, say the darndest things in my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. And today, brothers and sisters, I want to talk about love. As Christians, we have heard the powerful scripture that is the cornerstone of the Christian faith. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're a new believer, I think you should start with that scripture. But that is not what we are going to talk about today. Today, we are going to talk about love between us, our neighbors, our friends, and our family. And I'll be speaking from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 8. It provides a thorough, and I mean thorough, explanation of what love is in all of its complexities. I will then briefly describe three things you can do today to strengthen your love and wrap up with how you can leverage love to experience Christian financial success. So let's start with the scripture. I'll read it once and I'll go back and kind of break down certain parts of the section. Once again, it comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 8, and it reads Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. Understand this, brothers and sisters. Love is patient. Just as the love of money is the root of all evil, I believe that not being patient in a relationship is the root of all breakups, whether they be platonic or not. Before you can practice any form of love, you must be patient. Each of the prophets had to practice beautiful patience. We discussed this in another episode. Noah waited hundreds of years. Joseph waited decades to figure out his dreams. Moses waited decades to set his people free. And even Job waited years for the suffering to stop patience brothers and sisters is at the root of love understand this love is not arrogant or rude this should be at the top of every social media comment section many people comment with the intent to bring people to the truth and they come off arrogant and they do come off rude that is not love when we disagree brothers and sisters we must be humble we must be polite we must be merciful. The same signs that God gives to us. Love doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing. In today's society, we are afraid to be the on-person-out. So when someone is successful doing the wrong things, we clap along with everyone else. This, brothers and sisters, is not love either. Love is the ability to stand up for what is right and not celebrate those who have strayed away from the straight path love in and of itself never ends says scripture passes away knowledge passes away but love endures love never dies but love does evolve and we must be willing to evolve with it love may not look like a dozen roses and a box of chocolates as it did when you were 14. it may not look like a two-week vacation to hawaii as it did when you were 40. love may look like holding hands When someone you love is sick in the hospital, love may look like creating a financial plan and letting your family know they will be okay if something should happen to you, God forbid, too soon. Now that we know what love is, how do we execute this love and make it enduring? So here are three tips you can do today that can strengthen your love. The first, educate the other person and allow the other person to educate you. It is a mutual understanding. Since love is constantly evolving, it takes humility to recognize that you may not understand it in the state it is in now. You may be together for 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Is that person the same person you knew 25 years ago? Odds are no. They may have similar interests, but who they are as a person has evolved. So this is what I want you to do every day. I want you to wake up and imagine you don't know anything about the person you're talking to, whether it be friend, neighbor or family member. I want you to study them. I want you to ask questions. I want you to participate in their activities and put yourself in their shoes. Now, everyone won't have the same mentality. That love may not be reciprocated the way that you want it to be. So you may have to invite those you love who are not at that level yet to join you and teach them about the things you love. And it doesn't have to be a three-hour lecture. Focus your conversation on things you enjoy. Make it easy for them. And God willing, they'll do the same. 2. Set standards, but forget the expectations. All men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one is perfect, and we will make mistakes. When you expect something... You are making assumptions that this person has the capabilities to meet those expectations, and that just may not be the case. When you set love standards or or love boundaries, you can bear anything because both parties are aware of the standards that are in place. As I have said, in point one, you will continuously educate them as they evolve, giving them the time to adjust and grow into those standards. See, when I was a kid, holding hands was good enough. As a father of four, love looks a little bit different. Number three, study the Bible. The Bible is filled with great scriptures around love and how to be more loving to those in your life. This is only one scripture. And look at all the things we've learned and was able to pull from because we meditate on the word. Many times people go to the Bible and they'll go to the back and they'll look up love and they'll read 20 or 30 scriptures about love. And they're like, okay, great. I feel rejuvenated. But what they don't do sit and meditate and think and apply and reapply and rethink these scriptures are meant to be written on our hearts, not just in our minds. This is not social media where you just scroll through the scriptures. These scriptures are words of God. These scriptures are messages and signs to you. And until we spend the time with it, we won't know how it really applies to our lives and how we as believers can leverage it to its maximum potential. And the last point I want to make is that when you do this, you strengthen your relationship with God and your relationship with love will improve. Because why? Because God is love and God is the best teacher. So as we wrap up, I just want to say. As Christian investors, our success is not determined by the amount of money that we have, but the amount of love we feel in this life. See, I was reading an article and it said that those who had happy retirements had 3.6 close relationships or connections. Those who showed signs of depression and anxiety, their number was as low as 1.6. That means that our success in life depends on love and building bonds. The stronger and the more bonds we have, the better. Society wants to divide and conquer. They want to tell you it's okay to be introverted and being by yourself. It's great. Oh, I love canceling my plans. Oh, when people invite me out and they cancel, I'm so happy. Yes, it's good to center yourself. But God made us social creatures. Society knows that if you are by yourself, it is easier to control you. It is easier to manipulate you. They can tell you anything. Why do you think they say an idle mind is the devil's workshop? Because you are alone and no longer have support. You no longer have a connection or a loving person to tell you, I don't think that's right. And what social media does, it's actually created these superficial relationships. See, remember, I didn't say 3.6 general relationships. It was 3.6 close connections or relationships on our Facebooks and Um, On our LinkedIn's and, and our other social media like Instagram, we have 2000 plus friends that we barely know their names. This is not success. These are artificial relationships to give you the illusion of love and appreciation. Likes give you the illusion of love and appreciation. But until we technically dive into pure love through human touch, through human connection. We will always have this shallow idea and never be as fulfilled as the scriptures have promised. So today, brothers and sisters, I want you to start your love journey. Reread the scriptures today. Meditate on it. Put it on your wall. Write it in your journal. And whenever you're upset, read it. Because love is what we need more of. When you are designing your financial plan, I want you to try to include up to at least four people that you want to bless through this life and the hereafter. It could be a family member, it could be a friend, it could be a neighbor, or even a cause you deeply believe in. This way, you aren't worried about the money. You are worried about building a life around those you truly love in every sense of the word. Because right now, if you're currently working, those are some of your relationships. You know, you spend eight hours a day with them. You're working on similar projects. You have a similar interest, which is your job. So you spend a lot of time there. But when you retire and they're still working or they move out of state or they go somewhere else, how are you going to fulfill those relationships? So we have to develop something that we can have in retirement so we don't suffer to a greater degree that post retirement, depression and anxiety. And it starts with planning, building those relationships early. Don't build it when you're 60 and 65. Start now. Start today. Strengthen the relationships that you have so you can find love and happiness. So if you love those in your life, you can always reach out to me and start your Christian financial plan. You can visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a consultation. Well, thank you again for joining me today with much love, peace and blessings. That is it for me. My name is A.B. Ridgway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessings.
1: I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. Elijah Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money.